it's your girl, Constance Carter, and you're listening to Real Talk Live, where I invite some of my powerhouse friends to talk about how they're building businesses and growing wealth. Thank you for tapping in. Enjoy. girl Constance Carter and we are real talking live with my homie my home girl Amara Rep Amara Rep Amara Amara Omareji did I say that right <laughs> close enough <laughs> no tell me how to pronounce it I don't want to be messing up Amara Omareji Amara Omareji okay I was almost right and almost. you guys know <laughs> almost so you guys know what I do on my show is I want to bring in people that I've worked with who've influenced my life in some way, who has helped me along the way. Um, and I only bring my super friends on here because I want to make sure that you guys have the same resources and opportunities that I've paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands, 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 thousands of dollars for. And Amara is somebody that I've actually invested with thousands of dollars. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm not bringing you on here. I'm not bringing anybody on here that I have not um, had the pleasure of working with. And, uh, you know, um, since 2008, Amara Reps, which is her company, has partnered with businesses and entrepreneurs to provide outsource CMO. CMO, that is your chief marketing officer. So outsource CMO, business development and creative marketing services to brands, companies, startups and enterprises alike. Building brands from the inside out with a holistic approach, providing strategic communications, support for all areas of business, which sustains and supports consistent for companies of all shapes and sizes. Now, by just reading this girl's bio, you know she's hella smart, right? She's hella smart. She's one like strategic enterprises, holistic approach, communication strategy, like, yeah. So you know she's hella smart. But that's why I like her. I like Amara because she is super smart. And she she gets me like she gets me like she she will study your business and then she will feed back to you what your business, what your business looks like today and what it could look like. And also gives you metrics to back that up. And that's what I love about you, Amara. You are super smart. Now, I met Amara um, in the Lisa Nichols tribe. Uh, we were both a part of uh, the Global Leadership Program. And that's where we have uh, people, individuals from all over the world come together and just network. And we were in a training and we got top level uh, training from Lisa and uh, Susie Carter, which is one of both of our coaches. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Susie's helped me up level my business, you know, from six figure to seven figure on my way to eight figure. Pop my collar. But, it's, it's, but 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 listen, it's because of working with people like you, Amara. You know, I, I everywhere I go and everything I do, I always try to find somebody who's going to change my life in one way or another. Um, when I first started working with Amara about three years ago, um, the campaign and it was just a one it was a one hitter quarter. And I, and I was telling her recently, like we should have kept on doing it because within like this one campaign over a couple of days, uh, we got like six hundred thousand impressions on one campaign. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just it was insane. Um, got a bunch of people to buy my products and, you know, but I just wasn't um, really um, capable at that time. I want to say I just really didn't see the importance of continuing that. But now today, actually, as of, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I now see the importance of having the, the like the CMO on your team, the chief marketing officer and how important it is be able to up level your business you have to be willing to invest in it and marketing is the probably the number one thing that you need to do so um thank you for being on with me today amara you're amazing thank you for having me tell us more, <laughs> tell us, tell us more 
that's what that's what you said in Cali. Um, where are you originally from? Like, what, what's your journey? How did you get from um, wherever you are? Because I, I don't know um, what your background story is, but how did you sure. become this person that has this multi-successful um, uh, business that's helping all of these other multi-successful businesses? Like, how did you get there? What's, what's, what was that like? What's your journey? Um, well, where I'm from, I'm from, I was born in Illinois, somewhere South Illinois. Um, raised in Kansas City, Missouri till I was about 10 and 11 years old and moved to New York. Graduated uh, high school. New York, like New York City, like New York. No, <laughs> no, upstate, upstate Rochester. Okay. Um, oh, that's why the accent. You don't sound like you're from like the city. You sound like you're from like um, the Valley of Cali. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's this, yeah. Well, my accent's hard to place, but um, give me around family, then you know it's a whole other, it's a whole other thing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's my professional like button it up. Uh, okay, right. right my button, my button okay. up swag right now. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got a cold switch form, you know, every now and then, you know, <laughs> in different places and different spaces, and we right. put on our different accents. Yes, right. Yes, yes. You feel me? <laughs> no, uh oh, uh oh. You got to pop your collar when you say you feel me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel me? Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, no, but I'm fr from um, New York, and then I moved here when I was 18. I didn't have any money to my name, didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, well, wait, so did your parents move here too, or you moved no. here by yourself? I ran, I literally graduated high school, finished my dance program. The next day, I hustled my way onto a plane, took everything I could carry, and came to California. Wow. A couple hundred dollars to my name. I'm 35 now. Looking back, it was probably not the smartest thing to do, but when you're 18 and stupid and don't know any different, and you just want to live life on your own terms, you do things without thinking. Oh, if I knew then what I knew now, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I'm thankful because if I would have thought twice about it, I probably would have moved, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I tried to get into school. I got accepted into USC, actually. Um, okay. But I didn't know anything about finance. Um, I didn't know anything about student loans, right? And so, you know, you know how African, in the African-American culture, we don't have that financial literacy. Right. right. And yeah. so um, I really struggled. I tried to pay for it out of pocket. I knew how important school was, but I just couldn't figure it out. However, that worked from in, for, towards my advantage, actually, because um, when in about 2000 and 2004, I started working for Toyota in sales. So I was on the line selling cars when I was 19. Um, so that's where I got my sales shops from. Okay. And then um, I worked for AAA and a couple other restaurants and things during the whole 2008 crisis. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do uh, with my life. And one day I lived in, I lived in Orange County at the time in Irvine. Okay. And you know, it's not a lot of us in Orange County. No. So <laughs> why you got that accent? You feel me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the accent guys. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I'm in Long Beach now. So, okay. My Culture's coming back. No, I'm still, okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I ended up. I just had an epiphany one day. I was trying to go get my hair done, but I had to drive all the way to Riverside, and I had or LA, two hours out of my way to get my hair done. And this is 2005, 2006 ish. Um, they didn't have Sephora, and there wasn't beauty bloggers online. There weren't people that could show you how to, you know, do your hair real quick. And I'm like, there's got to be another way. So I wrote a business plan. I'm like, I can't be the only person. There's got to be people in the military. There's got to be people, women who travel a lot that had the same struggle that I did. 
I could not find a black stylist in Stop really quick. Southern California. Yeah. Stop really quick. Because I love what you just said, girlfriend. You mm -hmm. saw a need mm -hmm. and you filled a need. That is yeah. so important. How many times? Because I've done this. How many yeah. times have we seen something that had a there was a need for it, right? So I always tell the story like when I used to hate going to I used to hate calling my beautician to, to make an appointment. And I was like, yes. oh, only an online calendaring system. I could just do it online, right? This is before online. You know, this is what we need. If I would have came out with that mug, I, I probably would be, you know, I might, I might <laughs> more money. Right? Be on that but, Bezos tip. Yeah, it was a it was a need that needed to be met and nobody had did it. And it reminds me of my friend Chris Johnson, really quick, who did the, the ramen maker, right? And he said, right. he said when I when I when I heard him speak, is he said, How many times have you had an idea, a brilliant idea that you knew could make a lot of money, but you never did anything with it, and then somebody else came out with it later on and they and they made a ton of money, right? Because you just sat on that dream. Mm -hmm. and, and and you just you know you didn't have enough confidence in yourself or you didn't have enough faith in yourself there was something that prevented you from doing what it was that you were supposed to be doing and now you met at somebody else because they went ahead and did what you're supposed to do because trust me just because you have an idea it doesn't mean that somebody else does it and there's a saying because there's a difference between an ideation person and an executor absolutely right? I, I don't have the biggest ideas i'm not that chick but I, am, <laughs> I just take i just hang around people like you Right. Come on, they can give me the idea so that I can execute, right? right and right. there's a saying that the idea does not belong to he who thinks it, but he who executes it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So keep dreaming, but you got to execute on that thing. So I love that. Go ahead, finish up. Yeah. Well, this is getting <laughs> juicy. I love it. Yeah. So I I didn't know any the first thing about business plans or even how to start a business. I just knew I couldn't. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. So. Went online, found a business plan template, filled it in. And as I started to fill it in, I noticed I, there was so much I didn't know. So I just started Googling and researching and Googling. I went on to score and tried to find a mentor. And they loved my business concept. And wait, wait, know, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. Score. A lot of people don't know about score. Score is, I don't know the official acronym, but it's basically the Council of Retired Executives. Um, so one of the mentors in score was the former senior VP of Nissan. Um, and I got to hear him talk and he really inspired me. And I, I had no idea what marketing was, had no, they don't teach, teach you about it in school. Um, we're used to being marketed too from the time we can hear and speak, but we don't know, I didn't know what marketing was. And so that was the biggest hole in my biggest plan, business plan. The ideas were great. I had a lawyer, I had all these people that could help me finance, all that stuff, the marketing completely. So I decided I'm going to go to school for marketing. Okay. So, so really quick, really quick, because mm -hmm. I want people to understand these resources are out there and they're available to people. So score, mm -hmm. you're gonna have a score, and probably every major city has a score. Every major city has a score, yes. And so if you have a business idea, you can go to score. It's a nonprofit organization that and it's and retired business executives and they will help you start your yes. business. Yes. Yes, that is their commitment is to help you. And you can talk to their accountants, you can talk to their um, you know. Even if you currently have a business, they're a great resource. They have HR people, uh, team building, leadership. They have all kinds of stuff. So if you're ever in a position, especially right now with COVID, if you cannot afford help, don't don't wait and don't say, oh, well, I'm just going to stay stuck here. Go to SCORE. SCORE is great. Um, so, yeah, I ended up going to school. I did University of Phoenix. Um, people were hating on distance learning back then, but look at all of us now in this COVID environment. Y'all, y'all. 
Y'all right. trying to y'all sitting here learning from your computer, huh? Y'all on the late train. <laughs> we, we ain't new to this. We true to this. Right. So I went to University of Phoenix, had a great education at first, did my, um, got my associates there. And then I went on to a school because they started having online schools that taught some of the marketing stuff. They were about 10 years behind because you see, I got an internship. I was already working at an agency um, by an my second agency year. Or marketing agency? They were a SEO agency at the time. They were doing. Wait, wait, wait. What's uh, agency? They're doing search engine optimization. Oh, um, SEO. Yes, SEO okay. agency. They were doing search engine optimization and lead generation for doctors, specialized doctors. Um, back then, before doctors actually got on the internet and actually were able to be found, people who had very specific needs like sleep centers, uh, needed plastic surgery, um, bariatrics, things like that. We would do lead gen so that people, you know, people would have to try five, six, eight hours to find a specialist for sleep apnea or um, reconstructive surgery, not necessarily cosmetic, specialized surgeries and things like that. So we would uh, um, generate leads for them. So I was an intern for that. And then I ended up uh, working at Sharky's, which is a large restaurant chain in Southern California. Oh, Hold on. When you were an intern, did you get paid? Uh, yes, I okay. did. Okay. I also I also interned with a magazine that's no longer around, and I did that for I did that for free. Um, I did a lot of studying online to try to learn digital marketing because school was so far behind. I dropped out of college because I just wasn't paying for it anymore because school was so far behind and what was really happening. Social you know, media was becoming a thing. Yeah, and, and and with that, and I'm sorry for interrupt you. I mm -hmm. was just talking to my daughter this morning. She's a marketing major, and she knows mm -hmm. nothing about marketing and going into her senior year. And I'm $120,000 in the hole and she knows nothing about marketing. So she's going to have to get her marketing skills by going to YouTube, YouTube University, GTS. I always say Google that shit. Hashtag Google, Google that shit in the comments box. Hashtag if you are a Googler, put DTS in the comments box. <laughs> like for, for a lot of um, a lot of people, they think you need that, that post-secondary education. And I just want to say that. I don't want to say it's a scam because all my kids going to go, but I can afford it. Right. But you don't need a post-secondary education to be successful. You don't. And the reason why my kids are going, I, I was very clear when I sent my daughter to college. I knew that unless you had some kind of specialized, um, uh, uh, some kind of specialized job where she was a doctor, a lawyer, something like that, she really didn't need it. But I was sending her there for the experience. Mm -hmm. I was That's very clear for the network. I was very clear. And guess what? Everything that I thought was absolutely the truth. Especially in marketing, especially in marketing. They can't keep up. It's the way schools design. It's not, there's no way the schools are just going to get further and further behind with marketing. And that's a whole other conversation and, and uh, part of my purpose and what I do as well. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I ended up, um, I actually volunteered and this is good for, for your daughter as well. I actually, there's a, a magazine that had Common on the front cover, and I love Common. And um, Bust oh, Around. I seen him at the airport a couple of months ago with Chicago. Woo! <laughs> okay. I started to follow him in the bathroom. Oh, look at you. He's <laughs> fine in public, I mean, in person too, but he's just a little short, shorter than I thought. Mm -hmm. eh, you know. <laughs> Um, and I Buster Rhymes was on the cover. I was like, okay, I need to, I need to see what's going on with this magazine. So I emailed them and I said, Hey, who do you like, do you guys need help with any of your online stuff? I think I can help you. And so they were like, yeah, do whatever you want to do. So they made me their online editor. They just gave me a title. And so I started running social media and I started putting all the things that I was learning from these YouTube videos in place.
Um, because without the experience, it doesn't matter what you read in a book. It doesn't matter what you're told will work without the experience, without you putting your hand, your hot little hands on some results, you're never going to know deep down that you can do it. I always tell my clients that, um, or coaches or, or, uh, selling an online product, if you will, has someone achieved a success from your product? And if they say, no, I will not work with them. Mm. I won't work with them because mm. it's like, a, you'll have you don't have a testimonial and B marketing can't fix a crappy product. Oh. <laughs> for yourself, right? I don't care what kind of marketing you do, if your product is crappy, it ain't it. And so and there are some there are some anomalies, those power balance bracelets. Remember those stupid power balance bracelets? But then there's also lawsuits that came with it. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but you know, one of the things that um, when I ended up doing that, I created a lot of results. I was able to grow their email list. I was able to grow their follower, their following, and they were able to sell additional advertising, um, different types of advertising that they weren't able to because they were so used to print. They hadn't transitioned to digital yet. As a result um, of messing with Amara. Yeah, I did it for my reasons. I didn't need to get paid. I just needed a guinea pig. I needed someone that had traffic that I could put my hands on and do school. something. That was your schooling, right? Yes. That, was your, yes. that was my. I, I can do this because once you can do it, no one can take that away from me. No one can tell me I'm a bad marketer because I've done it over and over and over again. Right. And so, and then I ended up working at an agency. I, I we had over 500 clients from Valley total fitness to spectrum athletic clubs, which is a LA Equinox type brand. that's no longer around. Um, we had two face cosmetics. You see them in Sephora and Macy's. Um, I did social media. I had enterprise social media for them before enterprise social media was even a thing. Um, ooh all kinds of stuff. I'd worked for Palm Wonderful. Um, they make the, they have the largest, uh, and this is all in no, I actually got paid. I was paid basically minimum wage. Wait, how old are you more? I was, I'm 30, I'm 35. Okay. Yeah. You still a baby. Um, so this is about 10 years ago. This is about 10 years ago. Um, working yeah. at agency, I managed over 50 clients, but I got a lot of great experience from it. Um, yeah. and the, but the one, Go ahead. No, I, I just want to punctuate that though, how important that is. And, and so you really grind it on, you know, on coming up. Mm -hmm. And people just think that, like, my daughter, you know, my daughter's privileged. We'll just put that out there. If she's watching, <laughs> don't don't say nothing, Kyle. But she is privileged. She thinks that she's supposed to not, you know, just kind of start here. And mm -hmm. no, you got to do the grunt work. You got you, you got to intern, intern out there. You got to, you know, prostitute yourself, essentially. So that you can get experience that you need so that you can be great at what it is that you do. And so, that's, I mean, that's the true way to, to really build your business, you know, and, and figure out what works, figure out what does it, all the hardships that you had to go through. I'm sure you've had to go through some to get you to oh, make yeah. sure that your company is successful today. So I'm glad that you're telling this, 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 your story, because there's a lesson in that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you can tell your daughter and anyone that's looking, listening to this right now, I, I've been, I have 12 people on my team now. Right. And growing, I'm hiring one more person, right. Hey, like week, right. To help with our advertising initiatives that we're doing. And I'll tell you what, I have someone helping me go through all the applications. Like, how do you know which one's a good one? And I go, I just know because a lot of folks come through here with college education and college has sold you this. When you get out of college, you are owed a job. Mm. No one owes you. Nothing, because guess what? College hasn't prepared you for you to be a value to my company, for you to be a value to my clients. And so you, if you didn't do an internship when you were in college, you're behind, especially mm -hmm. if you're going into marketing. 
Um, I don't even hire experienced people. If you've got 10 years of experience and haven't produced any results, you're, you're dead to me. Get out of my, I don't want you in my company. You got bad habits. You got all kinds of, all kinds of junk. So marketing is one of those, like I got nothing for you. I got nothing. Nothing. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know what I mean? Like we're not skating. 35 year olds talk about an old dog. Come on, man. Hey, hey, hey. You go learn. You go come up with something, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Real quick, um, I want to. I just want to give a shout out to all the people who are viewing um, right now. Um, I see Justin Burns. I see Dawn. Hey, Justin. I, you know Justin? I know I Justin. Uh, Linda Clemens said, "Score is the largest network of volunteer experience business mentors. They've helped more than 11 million small businesses since 1964. You can go to score.org. So Linda Clemens is 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 going to be on here uh, next month. She's one of the dopest people I know. Um, she's she's probably a score mentor. That's probably why she knows. Oh, okay. Uh, I see Regina Gary, Fion Ware, Janelle Crawford, Dee Bowden, Haleen Newton, um, Tisa Thompson, Dr. Ranelli." Everybody trying to hear about your uh your marketing, baby. Um, Melanie Gamble, um, Delzinia, uh, Tim or Tams, I'm sorry, Charles Johnson, Asia Jackson. So many people are on here right now because they want you to put them up, put, put them up on game on uh, on marketing. So finish telling your story, boo. Oh, okay. I'll make it quick. I, I worked with Katrina a lot of big companies. She loves learning from you, Omar. Oh, by you the way, that? Katrina Carter. Oh, hey. <laughs> catalyst. I remember Katrina. I remember when you guys met, actually. I think I was in the room. You were um, in the room. You were in the room. That, <laughs> that, was, magic. Yeah. that was magic. That was magic. That was magic. That was great. I was like, hey. Well, I'll tell a little story. I was, we were in there supposed to be working, and I was over there sleeping. And, and Katrina was on the screen. She was doing a Zoom call. Katrina was there. She said something about uh, real estate. And uh, uh, Lisa said, hey, Constance. Constance and I was like, yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, funny. Like, okay, girlfriend. Yeah, and the one thing I noticed is that we'd have a lot of these really great businesses come to our door um, and need help. And our bosses would not help them. If they didn't have a budget of $10,000 or more, they would say, you know what, we can't, we're not doing it. And and it just it made me sad because three out of, you know, 80% of business, small businesses fail. And I personally think that without marketing, um, you, you're not going to go anywhere. I always use the wheel analogy, right? You have the middle of the wheel, that's your product. And then you have finance, you have HR, you have all these different aspects of your business. The marketing and your sales is where the rubber meets the road. Cause if no one knows about your company, no one knows about your great idea. No one knows about your business. You're not, it's not going to go anywhere, right? It's just going to stay put. It's just going to be this really cool, fancy thing with all this cool stuff on it, but it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Um, one of my mentors had, or, or I heard a story this past week. Um, about the George Foreman grill. Some nerd created the George Foreman grill years and years and years ago, and it never sold. They changed the name through George Foreman behind it. It's one of the hottest selling products in history. Yeah. Right. So, um, with, so you can have a great product, but, but, but without the, without the proper marketing, proper branding, proper positioning, it could go nowhere. Um, and so you want to, you, you think Facebook and, and MySpace were the first social networks out there? Absolutely not. Absolutely what? not. <laughs> they weren't. You always wanted to know. They weren't. They weren't. Wow. Bulletin board systems. My dad's been on bulletin board systems since the early 90s. They used to use those at NASA and other things like that. So those aren't the first social networks to ever be, to have ever, you know, 
you know, come to life. They just the first wow. popular ones that you know, dictate wow. how we consume news and what we believe and all these other things, how we interact with our family and friends and staying connected. Um, so that's how my whole journey started. I ended up working for these big agencies and I hated the fact they wouldn't help uh, small businesses. So I took it upon myself to uh, create an agency where not only we can help small businesses grow and thrive, but also I wanted to create a place where creatives can grow and thrive because we would get used and abused and tossed aside. When they were done with us, they just hire the next person. Right. Um, so, Let me yeah. ask you, Lamar, what, what do you think was one of the biggest challenges with you starting your own business? What's been the biggest challenge for you? Uh, you know, the biggest challenge for me is in just me being real candid is wanting to help everybody well that's been my biggest drive it's also been the thing that's held me back so much because because of my way my personality is set up i want to always help i want to say you know what they don't have money now but they will in a week they will in a month because i got the tools um but the reality is there's this thing and i, and I listen to a lot of what you say uh constance in terms of wealth building um and i think it's finally like beating through my thick head that with more money and more uh wealth you can actually help more people that's right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we, we look at, you know, the mother traces of the world. We look at the, you know, Martin Luther Kings of the world and, and, you know, this whole like self-sacrifice, like you constantly have to have this bleeding heart and self-sacrifice. But if you don't put your oxygen mask on, you know, you're going to help nobody. Else. You're going to suffocate. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I've really this last year and a half, you know, I've been, I haven't been on social media a whole lot. I've been really grinding it out, focusing on me, focusing on how I can, how I can be bigger so I can create a bigger impact yeah. and do more for and it's actually working finally imagine that you spend more time on yourself and it actually helps helps more people yeah I, I remember when we were in GLP together and and one of the things that I would always say you know even when you were struggling and I wouldn't say you were struggling in your business I think you were struggling with your confidence I was yeah but I, I always I knew I, I, I can always detect brilliance I can always <laughs> detect genius. I'll tell you that and remember I said I I, I, I touted it Agile, yeah. you know I got on the she mic me down <laughs> yeah, I got on this. I got on the mic. I would get on the mic and I would be like, this girl is a beast. She just don't know she's a beast. I know brilliance. When I when I talk to brilliance, I know brilliance. And so you absolutely um, embodied what brilliance was. And I seen that. I just thought, you know, it was just a, it was it was really every on everything. It was the confidence. But I just think that, you know, that comes with, you know, age and things like that. You know, you were really young and I thought you were younger than you were. You were like, 32 or something like that. I had to unlearn a lot too, though. I had to yeah. unlearn a lot on a personal level. I had to unlearn that making a lot of money was a bad thing. Right, right. You know, we all have our wealth stories. We all have our money stories. I had to, I had to learn. I had to learn that if I don't make money, I can't feed people. You know, I can't make right. payroll. I can't do all these things. So every moment of time that people who weren't paying me were wasting from me was taking away from my team being able to eat. So I, I had to put boundaries in place for myself to say, you know what, if I sit here messing around with you and whatever the heck you got going on, my team doesn't eat. So put up or shut up. Right. Um, and and I and it's it's sad because there are a lot of business owners I would like to help, but I'm not able to. And I had to recognize that as well. I can't yeah. help everybody. Who can I help? And, and I think that a lot of small business owners make that mistake in the beginning, trying to be everything to everyone. But I know that if you fit this profile 90 percent of the time. 90% of the time, I can get you where you're going. There you go. I, I, just know. I believe that too. Because you're, you're freaking, you're a beast. You're brilliant. I've helped you're so wrong. many companies go from $0 to millions. 
in a very short period of time. People that you and I both know, I'm not going to say names because I'm not going to put their money on blast, but I'm just saying, like, I've helped people from the time that we've been in GLP who didn't even have a name for their company over or zero to a million dollars. Or, right. To, you know, and so, and that's just in three years. But it's like, ha, like, how do I sew that for myself? How do I sew that for, how do I create that for myself? How do I create that? So now we're on track. We're, we're there now. We're good. But, but no, what you're saying is, is very poignant, Amar, because I think so many people have that. So many people have that bleeding heart. So many people want just want to help people, but um, they don't see where their value is or there's, there's some type of block for them to make them think that they are not worthy to have that success that's that's already innately within them or that they deserve they're mm -hmm. trying to help everybody else they trying to save everybody else where and and they struggling i know so many people who you know who who, who think that you know they're supposed to um what the, what's the, what's that thing that uh priests do they they um swear to poverty and you ain't got to be poor you know i, mm -hmm. I believe I believe in an abundant guy and I believe that God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. So if, if he has everything that I have access to it, I don't have to uh, make the commitment to be poor, to be real. Right? I can right. help more people if I have more. And it's not, and it's not even about me. And I don't, and I don't feel guilty about that at all. It's like, mm -hmm. how many people are you bringing along the way? Right. So right. I, I'm glad that you've gotten that in your mind because you deserve to have a successful business. You deserve wealth. You're helping everybody else do it. You absolutely should have it for yourself. So I'm glad you got it. A year and a half. I'm sure you out there making it, making big money, boo. Hey, you know, I completely repositioned my I, business. I thought she is because the, the bid that she just gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I know what it takes to run. A, I know what it takes for me to get the best of the best on my team. I don't hire, okay. you know, I, I'm not knocking anyone that hires people from overseas because I think that there's they, they do a great job wherever, if it's the Philippines, Vietnam, wherever you're hiring people. My team is all US and or Canada. I don't, I'm hiring the best of the best because I want my clients to have the best of the best. I want my clients to have that VIP concierge. I want to look in the whites of their eyes and know that they are um, doing what's best for my client. I love it. Yeah. The whites of like, the eyes. They need to be doing what's best for my client, not just pulling levers like, hey, make this image or hey, that's not, yeah. that's, that's, that's task work. We're, we're strategists, we're money makers. There's people that are, um, you know, here to make things happen. So, so that's kind of how we reposition. And, you know, all these companies that I help make all these millions of dollars, I never got a piece of it. So I repositioned my CMO services to really truly be CMO services, where it's like, and let's, let's, let's remind people who just logged on what a CMO is here. It's a chief marketing officer. And I, I will dive into it a little bit. The difference between a marketing person and a CMO it's very it's very distinct um your marketing person is going to probably say hey build this funnel or hey build um do this ad right your cmo is in charge of growth period right if you publicly traded companies anyone in c-suite gets paid based on the value the value of the stock or the value of of their business right they're paid based on growth that's why they lay a bunch of people off to maximize on profits so that the C-suite gets paid. They don't, they don't really take huge, you know, huge paychecks. They get paid based on the value of the company. So the so, value of the so, company so the, has so to grow the, in order for them to get paid. I'm sorry. So for the people who don't know what a C-suite is, what is a C-suite? Your CEOs, your CFOs, your CTOs, your chief financial officer, which is usually some sort of CPA or some sort of, um, 
your know, chief marketing officer, your accountant. executive officer, your, your chief um, information officer, your all your technology, all your, yeah, CTO. Yes. So mm -hmm. all your 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 major people who make millions of dollars at the top of that pyramid, because you know all companies are pyramid. Mm -hmm. You have the top people who making all the money, and then you have all the workers who are making the pennies. That's how it goes. Yes. And so I just noticed that, you know, whenever I, I the feedback I get from my clients all the time is you're more than just my marketing person. You're like, like, like the person I need to pick up the phone when I have a new business idea or when I need to take my business in a different direction. Like I can't call my web designer and have this conversation with them. So about five years ago, I started, you know, rebranding my business to for outsource CMO services. And now as of this year, we're taking a chunk of the growth because guess what? That's what CMOs get, a chunk of the growth. We don't win unless your company wins. So not only does it incentivize us to do a better job, right? Because we can't work. We can't trade our time for dollars. We can't trade our time for dollars. That's not growth, right? So with our with the clients that we work with now, we, hit a, we set a baseline. When we increase by this much, this is how we get paid going forward um, so that my team can get more education. My team can can be like, they look at the numbers harder than I do now. They're like, oh, we do more sales. Let's get it. Yeah. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's yeah. get this. Let's get this bonus. Let's get this client with their money. Let's right. So, money. Right. They're coming to the table with ideas. They're incentivized to to help the client grow. And so it's not all on me. So so it's been a big shift, but uh, I'm grateful for it. And so I'm really I'm really looking forward to this I'm new season. I want to give a shout out to Justin Burns. He said, "Hey, my two favorite ladies." That's my about Justin. That's my Justin is Justin. I have to I have to give a shout out to Justin. I haven't talked to him in a while. Justin was a really is a really good friend of mine, and he helped me when I was in a really low place. So um, you got it. You can't do this entrepreneur shit alone. Sorry for cursing, but you can't do it alone. You really can't. Like you gotta have those people that you can lean on um, and tell your truth to. Um, yeah. You know, like, oh, my God, I have people quitting left and right or I have clients leaving me left and right or I'm screwing up. Like, what am I doing wrong without fear of judgment? Because it's real. Like we all see the glitz and the glamour and the cars and the I look cute today and all this other stuff. But behind all of that, for all of us that are really running businesses that are really paying people that don't deserve to be paid or we're 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 getting screwed over out of money or. Um, you know, something crazy happens, COVID happens, and now everything that we've worked hard for is swept out from underneath us, and we got to figure out how to reinvent ourselves. We don't dare tell people that because right. judgment. I've had, I got to have it all together. You okay. gotta, if you're a business owner, you gotta have that tribe. And Justin, I want to thank you for being part of my tribe because you, Constance, uh, my girl Naomi, like a whole bunch. Shout out like, Naomi! Shout out to Naomi! <laughs> Naomi, <laughs> Marion, like what's up, Marion Brooks? Yeah, like all y'all are just like you know, you know, pulled me out of a place and made me realize who I am. Yeah, um, yeah. and and that changes. There's seasons in business all the time. Mm -hmm. I lost all my friends, my old friends, because they didn't serve me anymore in this chapter, and I had mm -hmm. to come up. I had to have some new ones that served yeah. me. Yeah, well, I mean, as you grow, your circle does tend to change. You know, the people that, and it's not a diss to anybody, uh, but you know, a lot of times they're not in the place where you're trying to go, and you just mm -hmm. need to surround around you know it, it's different people that i thought were my lifetime friends are not in my life anymore and it's unfortunate but you know as you grow, and don't get, don't feel bad about it don't get mad about it it's life everybody goes through it and uh mm -hmm. i definitely definitely understand yeah. um you know it's, it's kind of like that swan you see and i and i'm on the water so it's a great analogy we have these ducks and these swans and these geese out there and they're just like just cascading on the water mm -hmm. What's happening underneath? <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they trying to keep it all together. They trying to maintain yeah. the whole thing, right? And, yeah. and that's, that's what entrepreneurship is. And we yeah. make it look easy. You know, they know our glory. They see everything that we do, but they don't mm -hmm. really understand our story and the struggles that we go through because there is insecurities. There's those sleepless nights. There's the things that, you know, we, we don't want the world to know that we have to go through. There's the embarrassment. There's the yes. fear. You know, there's all the things that we, we that, that you just do as an entrepreneur. But um, you, if, if you stick to it and if you can push past yes. those, those moments and not make those moments movements in your life, Mm -hmm. You can. You are on your way to success, or you are, and you, or you've reached the, 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 the pinnacle of success. And really, I don't really believe that that you can you can arrive to a place where you just have arrived. You know, there's always growth in everything. Always, and you have to you have to push yourself. If you if you see yourself in business, and COVID is very um, telling, right? I've been waiting for a really deep recession. I don't want nobody to get sick now. I don't want nobody to get sick, but I've been waiting for this adjustment to happen in, in business because because we were prospering. And because, you know, everybody's making money and all this stuff was going on, you know, I think it was either Bill Gates or somebody said, you know, success is a terrible teacher because mm -hmm. it makes the people who think they've arrived, they makes them feel like they can't do anything wrong and they got it all figured out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you just start to see it, especially since I'm in marketing. And so it's my job is to listen to what people are saying. Um, and so it needed to be an adjustment because now you got to work smart, not harder. You got to, the Word. people that had a foundation, the people that, you know, were financially able to hold it together for longer than two months are surviving, yeah. right? You know, everybody else that couldn't is closing their doors. And what's the first fundamentals that they teach you in high school? How to balance a checkbook. You mean these multi-million dollar companies can't balance a checkbook? Hey, you know? And so the, we, the key word of the day is shift, though. I want you guys to post that in the comments because we have yeah. to shift. We got to think different. The key word of the day is shift. Or pivot. Yes. pivot. How to learn how to pivot. Every one of my shout out Warren, Kathy uh, Campos, uh, Gina Gentry, Tamiko. Um, Tamiko said, "How did you change your circle?" Um, my circle changed me. And I say that because I got around people that had the same goals and they had the same aspirations, and um, you know. Again, I read a lot, so I don't remember who said this. You know, your your average, like who you are is the average of the five people you spend the most time with or something like that. And so if you realize you're hanging out with low-level people where all they do is talk about people and talk about uh, gossip and talk about, you know, where we go in the club and when we doing all this. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun, but that's all my friends want to talk about. They would straight up get mad at me because I didn't want to go out you know, and hunt for, for men at the club on the weekend. Or I'm like, I got a business. I got a client. I got a proposal I got to put out. I'm sorry. That is who you told us you're going to go. Sorry. I got, this is $10,000 on the line. This is going to help me eat. I don't have a nine to five. I don't have that luxury. Sorry. I say that I to want, my business friends and they're like, you go do that proposal. Don't come back here until you win that deal. Get that totally money. Story. Get that money. <laughs> they're like, let's you go. Listen, the way you said <laughs> is so pointy because this, it reminded me of a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. Eleanor Roosevelt said, great minds discuss great ideas. Mm -hmm. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let me say that one more time. <laughs> Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Great minds discuss ideas. Yes. Average minds discuss events. But small minds discuss people. And let me just say this, because I think this is also important. Um, 
because they weren't in a space to see possibility the way I was, they were constantly telling me what I couldn't do. And so the more I fought back and the more that I knew that I could do it, um, it just, it just created this clash. We no longer had anything in common, right? You know, if Constance tell me, Hey, that's kind of a weird idea. I might actually listen to her because, you know, she's coming from a place that she cares about me and she understands business in a different way. So you have people who know nothing about what you're trying to accomplish, trying to tell me, you know, what I can and can't do as a business owner. Why don't you just give up? It's so much work. You work 50, 60 hours a week. Why don't you say that? It's stupid. It's like a lot of times that's people in your family. Girl. I say that one more time. A lot of times that's people in your family. That's your spouse. That's your kids. That's whoever. And that's why that that's circle is so that's important. your mama, that's your aunties. Yes, that's why you have to get <laughs> yourself out of that their limitations. They're putting their limitations on you. Absolutely. Just because you don't think you can do it, don't mean I don't think I can. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And the minute you get those people around you, you have to either shut yourself off completely or just figure out a way to just say, okay, that's cool. I see that's where you're at. But you okay. have to backfill that that those people in your life with other people. Right. And you and you have to you can't and because I'm a people pleaser, I constantly want to prove them wrong, and that was a huge waste of energy for me. Right? It was a huge waste of energy. Energy drain. For oh sure. my god! When we first met. That's where I was. Like I have to constantly prove I can do this, and it's like no, I just do it. Like you were here. You were like, here with some of the best, of the best in the world, right? So we were in that. We were in a training with the best of the best of the world. It wasn't the best of the best of California. It wasn't the best of the best of the West Coast. It wasn't the best of the best of the United States. There were people yeah. in our group from all over the world. Yes. And that's why yeah. I say and my circle changed me. All the yeah. Circle, right? my, that circle changed me. It changed me because it's like, this is what my friends are supposed to look like. This is how yeah. our conversations are supposed to go. I have that nothing part. to prove to them. That part. They're talking to me like, I'm great. I don't have to prove that I'm already great. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I want to give a shout out to uh, Ilona Rose, um, Nicole Nichols Robertson, uh, Denise Edwards Hamilton. David Lascano, um, Valon Smith, Sonny Harley, you guys, make sure you guys are sharing this. And girl, Amara, you need to share this because you're dropping them bombs. You are dropping <laughs> nuggets. Um, this is so important. Like, so, so the marketing piece is important, absolutely. But the mindset, because we are our biggest barrier of success. Can I say that one more time? We are our biggest barrier of success. Our family can be that too. Our friends can do that too. And uh, Tamiko said, how did you change your circle? You just got to get around other people. And sometimes that requires you investing in other things. That's why I'm so adamant. That's why I can't wait till this quarantine is up. Because I need to get into the rooms of some people. These Zoom meetings are great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But getting there is nothing like getting in the room and getting around like-minded people. You know, yeah. I, I invest in myself. I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars so I can be in the room of people like you. Right. You know, with people like all the people, you know, people I've had on here, millionaires and billionaires. I'm investing in myself so that I can get around those people because just like you, they're they're helping me in one way or another. They're pouring into me. They're giving me resources. You know, I always think wherever I go, there's somebody here that's going to say something or do something that's going to change my life. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the person on stage doing the talking. Absolutely. It's the person that I meet that I bump into in the elevator or in the bathroom or out to lunch. And just mm -hmm. setting that intention when you're in the room. That's how you change your circle. Absolutely. You yeah. have to be aware. You have to be aware of it. They say law of attraction. You know, when you know that you're ready for a new circle, you put mm. it out there, ready for a new circle, and you just be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm right now, I challenged, I bought this $55 program like a couple weeks ago, mergers and acquisitions. I was like, you know what? It said how to, actually, no, it wasn't about that. It was about how to ethically profit in a, in times of crisis. Mm. I was like, that's interesting. And it's like someone I respect. So I was like, you know, I'll pay $55 for it. What the heck? Next thing you know, I'm in here doing mergers and acquisitions deals. I'm like, holy cow, who am I to wow. even be able to do that? I'm like, wow. Oh, this is my next, this is my next to be doing murders and acquisitions so that I can get That's to the cool. goal that I put out there 10 years ago, right? To create the largest African-American owned agency in the United States, to be able oh, to man. get into colleges and schools and show them how to properly educate people on marketing, to get education in inner city schools, to get computers and Adobe programs so that kids can learn how to take their artistic skills and turn it into a product that they can market later, how to make social media stuff and how to make business cards and things that businesses need and actually have a, a marketable skill because once That's they can do they that should be in high school, <laughs> they could, they yeah. should, high school, I took my first web design class right in high school yeah. and those are the things, but they don't know what to do with it. And so, um, it should be, you know, learning marketing okay. takes about as long as it does to get a doctorate, not saying it's, it's equally as important. I'm just saying you gotta, you gotta have seven to 10 years under your belt to really know what you're doing. And the only way to do that is not by listening to somebody speak and not to, you know, buy thousands of dollars in programs. You got to actually do it. You got to actually make money for people. You got to drive mm -hmm. traffic, figure out how to do all of that. Mm -hmm. so that's part of my mission. And I can't do it sitting here working $80 an hour, $100 an hour for people. I got to get out there and acquire other agencies that are hurting um, and people who are struggling, especially right now, and partner with them so that we can create something bigger and accomplish the overall mission. So that's my next, that's my next mergers and acquisitions. My next. That's my dope. Next. She about to acquire all kind of, all kind of uh, businesses. She, she about to, she about to monopolize on the whole agency, old marketing agency game. I ain't mad at you. I mean, why not? Because I've already helped so many businesses generate millions of dollars. Why not? Why not? And I love that attitude. I love that, that fearless attitude. Like, why not? Who says I can't? You know, who says I, I I don't have, it's not possible for me. It absolutely yeah. is. I'm yeah. a black girl from upstate New York that is <laughs> lonely, that was in OC that had to struggle and scrap my way up, but I still can. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. It's still possible for me. Why not? Absolutely. Love absolutely. that. Love yeah. that. I want to shout out um, uh, by Mobley. Uh, Tanya Ashford Meeks is watching. Charmaine Bassett. Um, Sunny said, that Zoom has opened up a lot of possibilities that she would not have even considered otherwise. So that's dope. That's dope. Zoom is great. Like I said, for me, getting in the room is paramount. Like I need to be, you know, face to face, uh, elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with some people so I can make some, you know, strategic moves. Love Zoom, been doing them, but I need to be in the room. Um, so let me let me ask you this, because I know we're running out of time. What are what, tell me the three things that um, people really need to understand when they're trying to market their business, like the top three things that's so important when you're trying to market your business, what should people really know? Know your customers, um, mm, talk know about your audience, that. because so many people, I see so many people marketing their business on their personal Facebook page. And <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Cause I'm like, you just marketing the same people over and over again. Your audience isn't growing. Like Facebook personal pages have a cap, right? Um, all these people trying to go viral and do all these things and you're just going to waste a whole lot of energy. Like who is your audience? So you don't so think you, drawing a little bit of cleavage or a little bit of booty? <laughs> I mean, that's pop and sizzle. Pop and sizzle sells, right? No, no thirst trap. Thirst trap. Hey, 
hey, it all sells. It sells, but um, kidding, kidding, y'all, kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> it, it sells, but at the end of the day, if you have this thing, everybody wants no likes. You want that to translate and to monetize. Right. So the thirst trap is not monetizing. <laughs> know your audience. Right. Know your audience and know where they're at because that opens up a whole other opportunity. Because if you really and intently know your audience, because that's why I say CMOs, Forbes did an article years ago. Um, the best CEOs, the best CMOs make the best CEOs. They know who their audience is. So now if you walk into a room, right, with all these executives and you're like, you talk to a lawyer and let's just say you deal with divorce attorney, right? And you're an accountant. So for all you accountants out there, listen up. I'm an accountant. And it's like, you know what? All my clients are getting divorces and they own businesses. It's like, great. I'm an accountant. I'll show you how to split all that mug up real quick. Partner with that accountant, get some new clients. So now you know who has your clients, right? You know who you can partner with and, and share deals with and things like that. So know who your clients are, know who your audience is, know who you can provide, who would give you a five out of five stars anytime and all the time, 90% of the time or whatever. Um, so that you can, it makes your marketing so much easier because then you won't waste all this time on Facebook. You'll market to where your customers are already at. Um, so know your customer. That's number one. Yep. Know your customer slash audience. Yeah. Number two, I would say um, immediate gratification. Don't fall victim to it. Okay. You, so have, about you, that. you, you have to, you have to, you know, have foundation. Um, I, I always say that, you know, if I wanted to build a fort, I could build it as quick. I could tear it down as easy as I built it. <laughs> um, you gotta, you gotta build a foundation for your brand and for your business because things change, especially right now and things shift so quickly. Um, it, you know, there's all this funnel talk out there, build your funnel. You know, I made a million dollars on this funnel, but guess what? Let Google or Facebook change their, out their advertising algorithm tomorrow. Guess what? If you don't own a list of people that you've been building that's super active and, and, and involved and you've been nurturing and sharing great content with them, you're at the mercy of trying to figure out what's going on with this uh, Facebook algorithm or this Google algorithm, you know, when so things, you, when so things you go think wrong. Funnels are, are funnels instant gratification? They can be. Okay. For these companies that don't have any kind of foundation, I definitely think that they can be. I feel like if you don't have a place where people can go to figure out who you are and what you're doing. And if it's always just like, here's this ad and you can buy this offer and you can only buy it now within the next three days. Yeah. Right. If you're constantly shoving down the 72 hour nonsense to people and it's like, well, who are you really? Why should people follow you? Why should people? So if I'm not ready right then and there, guess what? I'm never going to talk to that person again. You move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you might yeah, get yeah. people who are good right now, but is that really building a uh, business that you don't have to keep reinventing every month when that offer is old? What foundation do you have? That reminds me when I was uh, when when long time ago when when we I first got married, Warren and I first got married. So Warren is like, they will see that that guy coming. Any salesperson can see that guy coming from a mile away, right? So yeah. all they got to do is put that little pressure. You got to get it today. You can't get it tomorrow. And you know he's like. Hey, we got to, you know, and, and, and that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll put that pressure and at least, you know, if you have one person that is that person that thinks that has a, has, has FOMO, what's FOMO? Fear of missing Fear out. out. Uh-huh. One person that has FOMO, they're going to captivate them. And so it's, it's really important to, just to be honest, just, I guess, people to find out who you are, right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and that kind of goes into my third piece, I would say, is follow up. Um, people... Well, if they don't get the sale within the first or second try, people give up. 
It takes eight to ten touches to get someone to convert. That one more time. It takes eight to ten touches. Eight to ten touches. Eight to ten touches. And sometimes you have to say it different. Sometimes you have to come at it in a different angle. Sometimes it's just timing. Sometimes if you're not constantly sharing good information with your audience, when that the, the, Google calls it the zero moment of truth. What is the moment when someone realizes that they have a problem? What is the moment someone realizes that they want to actually change something about what's going on? And then in that moment, where do they go to find the answer or find their options? And if you're not right in front of them when they decide that this is something that they want to, um, you know, get more information on. So if you're in, if your website's not optimized, if if they don't go searching on their Facebook pages, guys, they actually go to Google most of the time or they'll ask a friend and say, hey, who do you know that does X, Y, and Z? So if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're constantly got this quick strike, instant gratification going on, it's like, oh, my friend had that deal, but that's long gone. Or you, know, you don't have that foundation. You're like, you're not known for anything. You're just known for that thing that you did. Everybody's trying to make $40,000 off of, off of a, of a, of a one-time webinar and everybody's trying to, you know, so I, I get, you know, and it's, it's funny that you said that because it's one of the things that I tell my, my, my agent is like, you have to be consistent with your marketing. Marketing is consistent, consistent. Cause like, for example, one of our agents, she was saying how, she, and she was brand new and she was saying how her, her kid's father had just sold his house and he used some yeah. random agent. And I said, well, how did he pick that agent? He said, I don't know. Like at the time he was ready to sell, somebody had a postcard that was sitting on his table, right? Now, this person may have been sending postcards for months and months and months, but it just so happened at that very moment that he needed the services and this was who was right in front of him. And top that's of top of mind. Top of mind. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's so that follow-up piece is, is extremely important. So number one is what? Know your let's, audience. Let's know your audience. So put that in the comments box. So top three things you need to know when you are marketing, I want you to put this in the comments box. Number one, you need to know your audience. Number two. Number instant two. Instant gratification. So no instant gratification. You can build that thing out. You got to build your foundation. Don't build a fort. Build a foundation. <laughs> right? All right. These forts three. don't outlast COVID. I'm telling you. Um, right. They get blown by the wind, right? They get blown by the wind, man. I'm telling yep. you. Um, and number three. Number three was um, follow up. Follow up and be consistent. Follow right? up. Num know your audience. Um, no instant gratification. And yes. follow up. Right? Yes. So these, uh, Brandy said you dropping gems, dropping jewels. Um, Sunny said <laughs> you need to network until your neck hurt. I love that. Network until your neck hurt. Um, Dalzinia said, know your audience. Sunny said, plant seeds all season so that you can reap your harvest in and out of season. Yes. One, of the most, one of the most important, I don't say most important principles of the Bible, but it's a, a principle that I most certainly live by because, um, you know, there's, there's a, I believe there's a sowing season and there's a reaping season. Yeah. And when you're not reaping, when you're not receiving, one of the reasons why you're not receiving is because either you haven't sowed enough. Yes. Oh, okay, sorry. It, oh, that's in here. You haven't sold enough, or you haven't sold enough, or you're still in your sowing season. So there's yep. a time that you have to continue sowing, continue sowing, continue sowing until you cultivate, and then you'll start to see a harvest. But so many people get right there to the goal, almost to the goal. The goal's right over here, and you come mm -hmm. right here, and you say, you know what? I'm just gonna turn around and go that way because it didn't yeah. come. And all you had to do was just keep planting, keep planting, keep planting, 
because we're almost there. And people often fail right of the goal and or they stop short of goals. You know, it's like that, um, that saying, uh, I forget what book it was, but um, the guy who was, uh, who was who was who was digging for gold in 1849, yeah. mm -hmm. he was right there, right mm -hmm. there. Good and luck. the gold was right here. And he just turned around and gave up. Yeah. So, so many times we do that, but we have to remember um, there's a scripture that says, don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap your harvest. Absolutely. You got to keep yeah. reaping or sowing right. so that you start reaping. Don't be afraid to share your gifts because every conversation might not be a transaction right now. But the key to networking is make sure that everybody in the room knows what you do and who you help and how someone can benefit from what it is that you have to offer. And the only way you can do that is just by sharing gifts and sharing how you help people and actually helping people, answering questions go. and things like that and sharing your gifts. And so, so many people are like, oh no, they need to pay me for that. Oh no, they need to pay me for that. It's not that easy. Like I oh, can paint, I, I can I paint these walls. So many of those people. <laughs> I can paint my walls not myself, but my I don't brain. want to. You gotta pay me. Right, you know. Yeah. You help someone get out. You help people will pay a fortune to get out of pain. A fortune, a fortune. Look at how, why. That's why plastic surgery is so so lucrative. People don't want to be seen as ugly. They want to be beautiful. They want to be whatever their version of beautiful is. That is pain for them. So guess what? Doctors can charge an arm and a leg for it. Um, if Advil was was five hundred bucks a bottle, people would pay for it because they yeah. don't want to be in pain. People will pay to get out of pain. So why not help someone get out of that immediate? pain because guess what it's going to come back if they don't fix it you know because you gave them something to help them in that moment does it mean that you solved all their problems i can't tell you how many thousands of dollars millions of dollars of, of marketing advice i've given that i didn't get paid for um now it, they, comes back to you. it always comes back it's like hey you're the only one that can help me no one's ever no you're the only one that's been able to help me i hired this other marketing person and they couldn't even do anything you're five seconds of support i got yeah because the they don't person. understand the business and that's one of the things that I can say about you, Amara. And 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 I, and I want you guys, like, if you guys need marketing, I want you guys to hit up. How can they reach? How can they contact you? But one of the things that Amara does, which I find it so, um, so so um, satisfying, is the fact that she will research your business. And she does. She did an audit on my business. She did an audit on my business and said, okay, here are your here's the things that your your missed opportunities. Here's the things that you're good at. Here's you know she 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 broke it all the way down. So she really understood the business. So when she had a proposal for me, she knew exactly what it was that we needed. What 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 were the missing links and how she could know where's the gap? Mm -hmm. You need somebody. You don't need just somebody that say, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna do some ads for you, and I'm gonna put together some funnels for you, and I'm just gonna make your business pop like that. You need somebody who's really going to um, study your business um, so that they can really help you on that level. And you know, hey, that's not a, that's not necessarily cheap. That's not the cheap route. However, it's the best route. You should, every, for, people always ask me what the marketing budget is. Um, free is great and free will get you places, but if you have an established business, you should be spending 10, 15, 20% of your gross revenue on marketing because you know that it's gonna help your business grow. You have, when you're pricing your services or your products, build your marketing costs in there and take that off the top versus using 20% before saying, instead of taking 20% of what's left. Because even if you don't pay someone, you still need to amplify, right? Or else your business is always going to grow at the snail's pace. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, so if you're scared money, don't make money. money. <laughs> yeah, say that one more again. Scare money, do not make money.
That's right. Scared money don't make money. And so if you're thinking about like growing your business and you're looking at, oh, I need to get a small business loan and I need to do this and I need that. One of the things that you really need to think about investing in is your marketing. But one of the things that Amara said in the beginning is if you got a crappy product, I, she can market it to the hill. It ain't going to do I know it might do something for a little bit, but people are going to find out. More people are going to find out how crappy your product is. So, so you really don't want that either. You don't want that smoke either. So, you know, make sure that your product is good and invest in that marketing. You guys, make sure. How, how can they get in contact with you? Amarreps.com. Uh, A-M-A-R-A-R-E-P-S.com. It's our website. We're redoing it, but it has a little chat window there. So you can hit me up. You can hit up my Instagram or my Facebook. Um, Instagram is either CMO Amara. Um, or Amara Reps um, or my Facebook, you can hit me up either one. Hey, that that was amazing. So I don't I don't know if we have any questions uh, for for Amara. And if you don't have any questions, or if you can think of something later, or if you want to type in the comments box, I know Amara's going to be uh, checking and seeing you know what out. the comments are um, a little bit later. You guys tag her Amara um, Omare Omaregi. The G <laughs> is like a gi, uh, but Omaregi Amara Omaregi. Um, follow her, friend her, follow her on Instagram. Um, she's the truth, really. I'm not putting nobody on my platform that is not <laughs> trust and believe. Trust and believe it. Um, she's a, she's amazing. So I, you. I, you know, we're we're hitting at about an hour right now, and uh, I just want to make sure that um, I respect your time. But thank you. You were That's absolutely great. amazing. And then shout out. I have my phone up there so I can kind of see because through this platform I can't see who's like currently on, but. Um, uh, Lena Mendoza, she's on. Shout out to her. Um, I'm not sure who else. Just I see Brandy Cox. I see Nikki Connor. Um, and I think, well, I mean, I can't see anybody else. But you guys, make sure that you are sharing this information because Mara just dropped some bombs. She dropped some a lot of great knowledge. Don't keep this to yourself. Thank you, Tamiko. Don't keep this to yourself. Share this with the people that you love. Don't be a hater like those people are be hating on you. <laughs> Show them how to share the information. All right. Take care and God bless. Hey, Robin Black. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Balzinia. Thank you for tapping in to Real Talk Live with Constance Carter. I know you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to hear more? Check us out every week. And be sure to check us out on Instagram, I am Constance Carter, and Facebook, Nobody Works Harder Than Constance Carter. And check out my YouTube page, Nobody Works Harder Than Constance Carter. I'll see you soon.